Welcome to MAP Podcast. MAP, or Ministerial Apprenticeship Program, is the official training facility of Lighthouse for pastors and church leaders. This is Lecture 2 of Pastor Jojo Baldo's Spiritual Leadership Class, recorded last July 25th. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Salamat, Pastor Leo, for always being so generous and uh, hearty in your approbations and in your praises. Salamat. Thank you for your leadership sa MAP at sa National Office. Let me see. How many are we now? We are now 44 participants, including myself. Tapos, um, Pastor Leo, i-ready lang natin yung mga breakout rooms ha, para we can do breakout in a short while. Dahil meron tayong assignment na pag-uusapan. Is everybody ready today? Kailangan practice natin yung paggamit ng chat room. So, just uh, type yes or why. The letter Y para alam natin na everyone is interactive. I-maximize natin yung paggamit ng ating uh, chat, back, chat box. Very good. Alright. Kasi maganda rin na nakamute muna tayo habang nagsasalita ang speaker. But every time you have a question or a reaction, let the chat box be ever alive. Okay? And then if you have some questions, maybe you can save it until the first break, which is going to be around 10.30. I'll try to address as many questions as possible. You can address it to me or you can post it addressed to everyone para lahat ay nakakasabay doon sa ating pag-uusap. Uh, do you see my spotlight video? Yes? Can you type? Or am I just one of the many boxes? Yes, all right, good. Thank you. So, good morning once again, and uh, I'm, I've been up since 6 o'clock in the morning uh, just to prepare for everything and praise the Lord and pray and prepare my heart for today's lecture. My wife is uh, just right here in our room, but she doesn't want to show herself yet. So, relax lang ang Mrs. Carito. All right, so what did we discuss last week? Pakitype nga po sa inyong mga chat boxes from memory. Ano yung mga naalala nyo sa ating mga pinag-usapan last week? Just uh, concepts. Go ahead. Ano yung mga key concepts na hindi na kailangan yung paragraph? Alright. Mindset, growth, fixed mindsets. The indicatives of growth-oriented leadership. Yes, growth-oriented leadership. We were talking much about it last week. Na ang calling ng Panginoon sa atin is growth, incarnational ministry. Thank you, Pastor Rio. We're talking about the need ng ating ministry ay tayo ay pumapasok. We incarnate ourselves into the lives of other people. Ang ating inspiration dyan is Jesus Christ, the Word becoming flesh. So, He incarnated Himself into the world. We talked about five levels of leadership. Thank you, uh, Chef Ren Doc Ja. Anybody can type for me any levels of leadership? Ano nga ba yung uh, unang leadership level? The entry point, which is the weakest one. Position. There you go. Pangalawa is what? 
permission. All right. And then we talk about production and then people development and personhood. So last week, sinabi natin na ang pinakamataas na level ng leadership is when people follow you for who you are. Very good. Thank you. I just want us to be on the same level. Any other nuggets of wisdom that we remember from last week's session? Because repetition is the mother of all learning, they say. Kailangan paulit-ulit lang, paulit-ulit. Sayang kung minsan lang dadaan sa ating kaisipan at hindi pa siya naglalodge ating long-term memory. Anything else? What else did we learn from last week? Okay. Wings and roots. I think that was the last slide that we showed last week. The best gift that we can give to those that follow us is the gift of rootedness and wings. All right. So, very good. All right. The uh, components of growth mindset is on the areas of handling skills, dealing with obstacles, mistakes, and feedbacks. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Sam. Because we teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. Nice. Thank you. And we said that the higher we go, the longer it takes. Inverted po yung, ano, yung, yung pyramid is very much real, mga kapatid. Habang tumataas ka sa leadership, you lose a lot of rights. Pag leader ka na, you lose the right to complain. Pag leader ka na, ikaw ang tumatanggap ng lahat ng ng blame kung kinakailangan because the box stops on you. But we welcome it because we will never grow from compliments, but we grow from the critiques that we get from other people. Galing. Very good. But the higher you go, sabi nga ni Sam, the easier it will be for us to lead people. Thank you. I'm so proud of you guys. All right, so just keep on being active in our interactions so that we will always know where everybody is, okay? So let me share my slide now wherever we are. Very good. So are you ready? Uh, yeah, adjust lang yung volume ng inyong device kasi may mga music ako, may videos. If it's too low or too noisy, just learn to advise, just learn to adjust it from your end, okay? So, we are now talking about day two of our spiritual leadership module. But let's play a game first. Okay, kailangan ko ang sagot ninyo through the chat box. Paunahan lang to, ha? Alam ko puro kayo mga high IQ dahil sabi ni Pastor Leo, lahat ng ina-admit sa ministerial apprenticeship program, mataas ang high IQ. Mataas na high IQ pa, all right? So, let's see kung gumagana ng utak ngayong araw para maganda ang ating level of discussion. Um, okay, so ihanda ang mga ballpens. Ihanda ang mga notebooks. Pastor Leo, are we recording our sessions? Okay, very good. So, um, let's play a game. We would always play this during marketplace ministries. So it's called Rebus. Ano po yung Rebus, mga kapatid? Rebus is a game na I will show you some word patterns and you will interpret it. You will type lang in the chat box 
kung paano ang ibig sabihin ng aking ipinapakita. Okay? So, uh, Pastor Leo, tulungan mo ako na magtali ng sino ang pinakamarami ang tamang sagot na palaging nauna. Ipapalala-move ko ang aking prize sa kung sino oh. ang, uh, ang ating mananalo. Sure. Para lang magsing lahat. Okay? Paunahan lang. Paano pong rebus? For example, walang magsasalita ha, kasi nakamute naman kay lahat. But, you will write it down in the chat box. How do you interpret this? Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. What does it mean? Top secret. There you go. Naunahan kayo kaagad. <laughs> so, paunahan lang to ng uh, pag-type, okay? So, sino yeah. pinakauna? Si... Who is this? From duplicate to everyone. Sino si duplicate? <laughs> Sino si duplicate? Uh, si ano yun? Si Ichan Pontilla. Uh, okay. okay. So, napakaganda ng kanyang uh, pen name. Duplicate. Alright. So, are you ready? Ang, ang, ang ano po niya na top secret. I'll have about six, seven items today. And tingnan natin kung sino ang pinakamabilis sumagot. How do you interpret this? And go. Let's go. Pinakauna. Ako lang muna magano, magbabakar music. May sumagot na ba, sir? Red Cross. There you go. Sino pinakauna? Si Duplicate na rin. Mukhang nakatutok sa... Sa keyboard si uh, Duplicate, kapatid na Duplicate. Ah. Diyan Una si, ano, sa akin. Ah, tama, si Duplicate pa rin. Ah, duplicate. Si Christian pa rin, Montilla. Christian, okay. Congratulations. Red Dalawa. Cross. Two points. Yan po ang sabihin niya. Okay? Red Cross. How do you interpret this? Go! Okay. Ah, nauna si Pastor Josh. High fever is the right answer. Hindi lang fever, mga kapatid. Pastor Josh, one point. Okay. Next, how do you interpret this? Go. Nope. Emergency. Yes, there you go. RJ Contreras. Okay. RJ ba or Ivan? Sino pinakauna? Emergency. Ah, si Ivan muna. Si Ivan. Ivan. Ah, Pastor Ivan. Ivan. Okay. Four more items. How do you interpret this? Go! This is a very common idiom. What does it mean? Anybody? Anybody? Blood is thicker than water. Ah. Hindi ka pwede, Brother Lawrence, palagi natin ginagawa to Exempted ka. Pastor Toto Grama. Yes. Blood is thicker than water. Okay. Very good. So very, naunahan ka, Dok Jasha. Naunahan ng doktor. Next, how do you interpret this? Go. And go. Yes, forgive and forget. Pastor AJ Texon. Ang galing ah. Gumagaling, gumagaling. And 
Sama sama bilis ba? How do you interpret this? Go. Nope. <laughs> ano? Malapit na. Malapit na, Kim. Malapit na. Malapit na. Nope. Not broken ankle. Malapit na. Clue. Ha? Clue? Wala? Wala na? Nope. Lumayo si Kim. Sprained ankle breaker. What? Wala na makuha. Okay. Twisted. Twisted. Yeah. Oy, malapit na siya. Pwede na yun. Si ano? Twist ankle. Pwede na yun. Si Daniel. Okay. Kalamba. Daniel. Very good. Meron pa ba? Meron pa. Go! What does it mean? Speak up. All right. Pastor Ivan. Ivan. At habang meron pa, tuloy lang natin ito. Okay? And go. What does it mean? Handwritten. There you go. RJ. Handwritten. Meron pa? And what is this? Go. Nope. 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 It's a it's a term. It's a term. What does it mean? It's a colloquial. Vitamin A deficiency. Pang doctor talaga si Doc Jasha. Oh, galing. Very good. Vitamin A deficiency. <laughs> okay. Next. Go. What does it mean? Okay, anyone? Anyone? Mm-hmm. Wala. Nakaangat yung mga lapis sa exam. Walang maisulat. Mm-hmm. Malapit na, Alex? Mm-hmm. Hindi pa pwede, Pastor Josh. What else? Big migraine. <laughs> There's a term for that. Merong terminology, mga kapatid. Migraine, a migraine. Nope. And five and four. A migraine to the race power. <laughs> margarine. Iba naman yung margarine, kapatid. Severe migraine. Severe migraine. All right. Okay, the answer is splitting headache. Yeah, and that's the term, right? Ayon, ayon. What does it mean? Sampu para to, hindi lang ano. Last but not the least. There you go. Very good, Doc. Chef, very good. And what does this mean? There you go. Go. This is the last. What does this mean? Nakaangat ang mga lapis, Pastor Leo. Walang makasulat. Radio wave, high radio, what else? Radio static, <laughs> inclined radio, high frequency. <laughs> good, good try, AJ. What else? <laughs> 
it's a term. It's uh, an expression. And five, and four, and three, and two. And the answer is, turn up the radio. Very good. Sinong pinaka maraming nasagutan, Pastor Leha? Tatlo ang ating uh, tide. Uh, each got, each got uh, two points. Si Christian Huntilia, si Pastor Ivan, and Doc Sha. Two points each. Wala ba, mga, each. wala ba kayong mga kamay, mga kaibigan? Palakpakan niyo naman ang mga, ang mga matatalinong mga leaders natin. Uh, I started with that. So, I'll, I'll think of a prize and that's... Pakikuhan ka lang mga addresses, Pastor Leo. Kung pwede ako magpalala move ng something for them. Okay? So, let's see. <clears throat> Importante po sa isang leader na ang ating utak ay sharp. Na hindi kinakalawang sa mga bagay na kailangan natin gawin. Alright? Kailangan ng isang leader palaging on top of his game. And uh, kailangan si isang leader na we are also very much acquainted with the nuances of the language. Of course, ang ginamit natin dito ay English. Kaya kung ikaw ay palabasa, kung ikaw ay malawak ang vocabulary, mukhang mas madali mong mahuhulaan ang, ang mga patterns ng Vibas. So, just process lang yun mga kapatid. Importante na isang leader palaging on top of his game. And so, I was just uh, wondering kaninang when I woke up at 6 o'clock, so let me just show you my library. This is my small library here. For those of you that have visited me, mas marami akong libro sa iba't ibang bahagi ng aking bahay. But I was just uh, reading this this morning, the speaker's code book. Because as a speaker, as a leader, I always want to find how do I start a preaching? How do I hook the attention of people? This is uh, Ken Blanchard, Servant Leader. So very powerful book. Ken Blanchard is the author of The One Minute Manager. So kung hindi nyo pa alam. Um, I just don't read uh, Christian books. This is one very inspiring book that I got. Talk Like Ted. Sino si Ted? Mga Ted Talkers. Yung mga speakers palagi sa Ted Talks. So CEOs, experts from different fields, and they are giving us some insights lang on how you can improve in your craft in speaking. That's uh, personal leadership. I read this many years ago, and I re I'm rereading this during the quarantine by John MacArthur about worship. And this is one gift from Pastor Albert that I am really enjoying, Biblical Sermons. So I have so much more books here, mga kapatid. So if there's one thing that I'd like to start with in today's session, ang isang leader palaging nag-aaral. Ang isang leader palaging sharp. Ang isang leader palaging on top of his game. Alright? So, let's go back to our PowerPoint. So today, I, I'd like to connect with our last slide last Friday. Last Friday, we ended with this. The need for rootedness. To, to remind us where we have come from. And at the same time, the need for wings so that we can be assured of the things that we can become. One of my favorite authors and one of my favorite leaders outside of the church. Uh, ah, assignment muna pala. Correct. Tama. So, have you ever done this uh, assignment, mga kapatid? You did? Okay. So, mamaya babalikan ko to dahil I'd like us to be able to discuss this. Pero orang kada muna tayo sa isang module bago tayo mag-break. Okay? So, babalikan ko to 
and we will uh, this will be our first breakout in a short while so that you can discuss with each other ano yung mga feedbacks na natanggap mo sa colleague mo sa church or sa opisina pero higit sa lahat mga feedbacks na natanggap mo from your loved ones ano yung mga dapat mong pagpatuloy ano yung mga dapat mong itigil ano yung mga dapat mong pasimulan all right so i'll be back in a short while to discuss this so one of my favorite leaders in the secular world is Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is the chairman and president of uh, one of the biggest conglomerates in the whole world. He is touted as America's second richest man. Okay, But what is impressive about Warren Buffett is though he owns an airline company, he doesn't have his own personal jet to fly around with. He just takes of course, business class in a commercial flight. Though he owns billions and billions of worth of dollars of properties, but the same house that he bought 50 years ago when he got newly married is still the same house where he lives in today with his wife. Talk about humility, right? He's the, one of the richest people in the world and yet he drives his own car. He only hires a chauffeur, kung meron siyang official function na pupuntahan, but on a day-to-day -day basis, he and his wife would drive around by themselves. Sabi niya, even the watch that he wears is a watch that was gifted to him by his father some 30, 40 years back. He could always afford a Rolex or all of these expensive watches. And yet, kaya that, what is, that, is what, that is what makes him a trustworthy investment banker that's why people would always invest in his company because they knew and they know they could trust warren buffett with their fortunes but at the same time warren buffett because when he and bill gates met for the first time for the first time in his life in their lives bill gates was the richest man at the time warren buffett was the second richest man in america they met over lunch, and Warren Buffett thought that it would only last for about 30 minutes. Parang ano lang, nice things lang na mag-uusap ang parehong mayayaman. But in that lunch, Bill Gates shared with him his dream of retiring from Microsoft and heading the Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation. Sabi ni Bill Gates, I'm through with money making. I'm now going to share my wealth to the rest of the world. And Warren Buffett got so inspired by Bill Gates na yung 30-minute lunch na akala niya, it lasted for four hours. After that four-hour meeting, he committed to, to Bill Gates that he himself, Warren Buffett, from his personal fortune, he would donate no less than $35 billion a year to the foundation of Bill Gates. So in terms of generosity, he's generous to worthwhile causes, but in terms of expenditure, He's very much conservative. In one of his books that I was reading, he said, and I quote, I look for three things when I am hiring people. Number one is personal integrity. Second is intelligence. And third is high energy level. But he said this, if you don't have the first, the other two will kill you. Ulitin natin. Tatlong bagay ang kanyang hahanapin. Unang-una, integridad ng kanyang pagkatao. Yan ang hinahanap niya isang leader. Pangalawa, kailangan matalino. Pangatlo, kailangan energetic. Hindi ko kuya-kuya ko, hindi lalamya-lamya. 
But he reminds us of a grim truth. Kung wala ka nung una, wala ka nung integridad. Yung katalinuhan at yung pagiging hyper mo ang magiging mitsa ng buhay mo. So I'd like to take off our session today based on this quote from an otherwise secular leader. Not a church leader, but somebody who has proven such great leadership not only over his own personal life, but in the lives of thousands of people in his vast conglomerate all over the world. I'd like to talk about integrity, how important it is for spiritual leaders like all of us are aspiring to be. Because Luke 8 verse 17 would say that for all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open. That's very true. Ang isang aspeto ng pagiging leader ay walang sikreto at wala tayong maitatago forever about our lives. Everything that is concealed will be brought to light and will be made known to all. That's another, I would say, beautiful burden of a leader. Dahil alam mo, kung niyakap mo at yayakapin mo ang panawagan bilang isang leader, lang ang buhay mo will be a life that will be lived in a fishbowl that everyone will feel they are entitled to a say about your life. Nakakairita minsan, nakakapikon minsan dahil feeling mo bilang pastor, wala kang privacy dahil lahat pinapakialaman ng napakaraming tao. Or many people would feel that just because you're a pastor or you're an acknowledged leader, they feel like meron silang dapat na masabi tungkol sa buhay mo. But that for me, I take it in a good light. Because if that is what it takes for me as a leader to walk the straight and narrow path, Jekai, are you raising your hand? I will uh, acknowledge your question in a short while. Okay. Um, I take it to a good light. If that is what it takes for me to shape up, for me to walk the straight and narrow path. Na wala akong dapat mga secrets, wala akong skeletons in the closet. Na pwedeng ibulatlat ng napakaraming tao, ipamukha sa akin that I'm just being a hypocrite, that I'm just being a play actor. That's what hypocrisy really means at two-faced, doble karang tao, na maganda ang pinapakita sa labas, pero meron palang kabulokang itinatago sa loob. Isn't that one of the rebukes? Isn't that one of the sharpest rebukes of Jesus Christ amongst the leaders of His time? When He would look at the Pharisees and He would say, you brood of vipers, you hypocrites, you, are, you look like whitewashed tombs on the outside and yet inside you are dead, rotting bones. I'd like to start off our talk today about it. So that we are, we are open to feedbacks, we are open to critiquing, critiquing, that we adopt a growth mindset, especially in this very important backbone, if not the most important backbone of our role as leaders. So before we go to the Bible, let me, let me relate with you again another, another book that uh, greatly influenced me in my marketplace ministries. But first, as a person in my, in my personal walk with the Lord. The title of the book is How the Mighty Fall. This is uh, authored by Jim Collins. I suggest that you take hold of this. Jim Collins is a very solid disciple of the Lord, the Lord. And yet he embraced the marketplace ministry. And he makes use of his lessons in the church as a discipler to translate it into business books so that he could minister to a greater number of people outside of the church's race, the church's reach. In this book, pinag-aralan ni um, Jim Collins paano bumagsak ang mga kumpanyang dati nang matitibay 
mga kumpanyang hindi mo aakalaing dadapa at matutumba. And yet, history will now show that these companies, despite the, the stability that they had past tense, despite the seeming um, impregnability na hindi na sila babagsa at tatamaan ng kahit ano, and yet, they suffered the mighty fall. The Bible would say, Great was its crush for those that built their house upon the sand. So sa kanyang pag-aaral, limang decline, limang stages ng decline ang kanyang napansin. So ako nang nag-graph nito. You will not see this in his uh, book, but ako nang nag-graph nito. Sabi niya sa kanyang libro, if this is the company's timeline, the um, x-axis is the time and the y-axis is their level of development or the level of their depravity. Ito raw una natin mapapansin. Stage number one is hubris. Can anybody define for me what hubris means? Anyone? Tiyan natin kung sino ang uh, nag- uh, pwede niyong i-chat box sa akin. Ano yung sabihin ng hubris mga kapatid? Kasi first stage ng pagbagsak ng isang malaking kumpanya ay hubris. What does it mean? AJ, very good. Excessive pride. Very good. Thank you, Dr. Jasha. Not just pride, but excessive pride. Importante sa isang leader na meron tayong, meron tayong level of uh, dignity. Yung meron kang pagtitiwala at paniniwala sa sarili natin. Pag-uusapan natin yan ngayong araw. Na meron tayong healthy view of yourself. The way God has created you. But if that self-image is not sifted through the lens of the scriptures. It can easily graduate to hubris. Stage number one is, naging mayabang sila. Dahil akala nila, matagumpay na sila, and therefore, lahat ng gagawin nila ay tama. Na hindi sila pwede magkamali. Dahil malaking kumpanya na sila eh. Dahil multi-billion na ang assets nila. Doesn't the Bible remind us of that, mga kapatid? Pride always precedes fall. This is what you call the Luciferian, the Luciferian sin. Lucifer was the most beautiful of all angels. But the book of Isaiah would tell us that that kind of beauty that he had caused hubris in his heart that he tried to ascend to the very throne of God. And that is what preceded the fall and the expulsion of Lucifer out of the heavenlies. Stage number one is hubris. Mga pastor, mga magiging pastor, ingat po tayo kung tayo ay nagiging successful na sa ating ministry. Ingat po pag nag-ano na tayo, nag-rack na tayo ng time or experience sa ministry. Ingat po tayo kung pinapalakpak na tayo ng tao. Whenever I would speak to our praise and worship team in Alabang, I would go back to that, to that exposition. Um... See, Lucifer was once, or he was, the main worship leader in heaven. The book of Isaiah would say that by, by the wings of Lucifer, he could make beautiful music. Ganun siya kagaling. And yet, ano ang danger ng isang prison worship leader? Ikaw yung nasa harap. The people are in front of you. And you sing as you play that instrument, as you belt out that song. And you could hear people responding emotionally and crying. And they applaud and they clap their hands. Be careful not to accrue. Wag mong 
kukuhanin ang glory to yourself. Dahil kung feeling mo yung palakpak na yun ay dahil napakaganda ng boses mo. Pastor, kung ang palakpak ng tao, aakalain mo dahil napakagaling mong mag-preach, ikaw yung pastor na buwabasag ng pulpito, sabi nga nila. Na every time mag-upload ka ng video, grabe yung likes, grabe yung share, grabe yung number of views, feeling mo, wow, galing ko. Ingat mga kapatid. Because just like Lucifer, it fed into his ego and hubris, excessive pride started building up inside him. Even in secular companies, it's very much true. Stage number one, Yumaba. Stage number two, after hubris, <clears throat> stage two is the undisciplined pursuit of more. Ito mga kumpanya sa pag-aaral ni Jim Collins, biglang nag-diversify, biglang nag-pumasok uh, sa isang industriya na hindi naman nila core competence, pumasok sa isang region na hindi naman sila marunong kung anong kultura ng region na yun. But they just wanted the market share. They just wanted to increase their stakes. They just wanted to increase their capitalization. The undisciplined pursuit of more. In layman's term, naging ganid. In layman's term, maging, naging mapaghangad. Hindi na nakontento sa level ng kanilang asset or ng kanilang market share where they were good at but now they wanted to be just known in almost all industries. Can you identify this with particular personal life? Sa ating buhay, minsan, right? I would always tell my children, I have to guard myself against this undisciplined pursuit of more. Because I would show them, sabi ko, nung ako'y nasa samar, isang sapatos, grosby ang, ang tatak. Isang sapatos lang yun for the next three years hanggat sa talagang bumabalik ko na yung aking paada sa sikip-sikip na sa sapatos na yun. Pero ang rule sa bahay, hanggat hindi naghiwa-hiwalay, naghihiwa-hiwalay ang sapatos, walang bagong sapatos na bibinin. And yet, I was just reviewing my shoe cabinet a few days back. I probably have six pairs of shoes in there. Sabi ko, Wow! ang layo na nang narating ko. And yet, kung magiging mag-admit ka kapatid, taningin mo lang yung sarili mo, ilang pares ng sapatos meron ka ngayon sa bahay mo? Dalawang po? Tatlong po? Ang iba nga, kumunot na lang? Yung iba nga, nagkalasog-lasog na lang na hindi mo nagagawa? Right? Be careful with that because when success comes, materialism or the taste or the appetite for materialism also is coaxed. Stage number three, the denial of risk and peril. Akala nila dahil sila ay malaki at mataas at matatag, hindi sila tatamaan ng kahit anong dilubyo ng ekonomiya. Why? Because they are too big to fall, they would say. Even if the telltale sign would say the real estate industry is hitting up and it's gonna burst, the bubble will burst anytime soon. There's over-speculation in the market, there's over-investment in the market, there's not much enough end users. And yet, people would deny that risk. Gawa-gawa pa rin ng condo, kahit napakarami ng condominium sa buong Pilipinas, for example lang. I'm not discouraging the realtors that are here, okay? I'm just citing an example. But they deny that risk that they are being overexposed. And then, real estate crunch comes. And down they go the drain. 
when you deny the risk and the peril, pastor na ako, kristyano na ako, hindi na ako tatamaan ng temptation, for example, of alcoholism, or hindi na ako tatamaan ng temptation ng pornography dahil pinipreach ko na yan, evil yan. What does the Bible say? Do not be too confident lest you fall. Hanggat tayo ay buhay, we will always be at risk and be at the peril of the schemes of Satan. First Peter would say, the wiles of the enemy. Matindi, cunning ang ating mga kalaban, mga kapatid. Pwede tayong tamaan anytime. Huwag kang pakasisiguro. Stage number four is when they start to go down. They start grasping for salvation. Talagang parang taong nalulunod. I don't know if you have experienced somebody na nalulunod sa swimming pool or sa dagat. They, they hang on. Kaya nga kung hindi ka season na, uh, ang tawag dyan, lifeguard, huwag kang lalapit basta-basta sa isang taong nalulunod. Dahil malamang sa malamang, that person would take you down with him. And that's what happens to companies. When finally, economic crisis hit, 2008 crisis, di ba? Yung mga Lehman Brothers, yung mga AIG, yung mga all of these big companies, akala mo hindi malulugi. And yet, they started crumbling down. They started begging the U.S. government to save them. And last stage is capitulation to irrelevance or death. And Pastor Albert would remind us of stories of churches in America that used to be the megachurch of certain state. And yet today, one, I, I just forgot the... Um, The Church of Robert Schuller, for example. I don't know which state is that. Pastor Albert would say it used to be the most beautiful. It's like the Mecca of every believer when they go to the U.S. And yet today, that same mega church has been bought already by the Muslims because they have capitulated to irrelevance or death. So kung meron kang graph, kapatid, sa pag-angat at pagbagsak ng malalaking kumpanya na pwede mong i-relate sa buhay ng isang leader. Yan ang graph niyan, kapatid. Aangat, lalo pang aangat, kaya deceiving. Mayabang, pero lalong yung mayaman. Bili ng bili, pero aangat pa rin. But dito nagpa-plato na siya. Then all of a sudden, just one crisis would reveal wala pala silang savings. One crisis would reveal wala pala silang naisubi. Wala pala silang naitabi. What happens? The book would call this precipitous fall. Para siyang bigla na lang nagising ng umaga na hindi na niya makontrol ang pagbagsak ng kanyang pangkabuhayan. If there's one thing, for example, that these COVID times have exposed many people to, it is this. That Filipinos are not really savers. Hindi tayo nagsusubi. Kaya nung mag no work, no pay, boom, in three weeks, wala nang makain ng pamilya. Nung mag-retrench ang company, in less than two weeks, wala nang may pakain sa kanyang mga anak. So, mga kaibigan, we can relate even secular books like this. Sift it through the lens of the scripture and realize there's so much that we can learn from the experiences of even the mightiest companies. They have fallen, and many will continue to fall, not unless we learn the lessons from them. So let's talk about the importance of character. I was talking about backbone. So let's talk about the importance of character. 
Ang karakter ng isang spiritual leader, mga kapatid, really is your backbone. Mabalian ka na lang ng lahat ng buto sa buong katawan mo. Pwede kang gumaling. We have a doctor in the house, Doc Jasha, and she knows this. We have some physical therapists here, and they know this. I have, natapilok na ako ng ilang beses dahil sa aking addiction sa badminton. Sprained ankle. Two weeks, three weeks, pag nawala na yung pamamaga, balik na naman sa badminton. Okay lang yun. Huwag lang ang backbone. Kasi pag ang backbone ang nabali, malamang hindi ka na muli makakabangon. So, having that in mind, mga kapatid. Okay? Having that in mind. Many people have shipwrecked their faith, the book of 1 Peter would say. Many people have broken their spiritual anointing, their spiritual mantle. Why? Because they were not conscious of their character as a leader. They allowed the temptations of this world to come into them. And they thought they were spiritual enough that they would be able to ward off all of these temptations. And then it was too late. Let me speak first in general terms and then I'll be more specific in a short while. Character is your discipline and responsibility as a leader. I'm a big advocate of the book of Richard Foster, The Celebration of Discipline. You've got to, we've got to embrace spiritual disciplines, my friend. We've got to embrace responsibility. Na walang ibang tao magdedesisyon sa buhay natin, kundi tayo rin naman. We have to be people of inward strength. Nang ating sense of security and sense of identity is inward, nasa loob ng ating puso. It's based on what we read from the Word of God. It is based on our intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It is based on how we have been discipled in our church. That that will be your inward strength that will be able to ward off any insecurities that will come along our way. I'll be talking about insecurities in a short while. Ang isang leader na insecure, ang isang leader na hindi alam kung sino siya, will live his or her life trying to compare other with other people trying to compete even with fellow ministers. And that will sabotage their entire leadership trajectory. Imbes na paakyat ng kanilang leadership, yun ang kababagsak ng maraming tao. I'll talk more about that in a short while. But character is also your ability to stand up. Na kahit wala kang kasama, you will stand up, you will stand out in ang ating sermon series ngayon, right? Because you are anchored on deep convictions, values, and ethics. Ang pinanggagalingan mo ay napakalalim. An example of this is um, Abraham Lincoln. When he died, Abraham Lincoln, the coroner came to the theater where he was shot by John Wilkes Booth. And there was a piece of note tucked in sa kanyang coat. And the note says, and I read it here, I desire so to conduct the affairs of this administration that if at the end, when I come to lay down the reins of power, I have lost every friend on earth. I shall at least have one friend left and that friend shall be down inside me. What's the context of this? Abraham Lincoln became the president in the 1800s and the evil that he had to confront was the evil of slavery. And so he became the leader of the northern part of the United States called the abolitionists. They would like, they wanted to abolish slavery. The southern part of America did not want it. Carolina, Texas, all of the southern states, they did not want it. Why? Legal ang slavery sa kanila. They would ship all of these Africans from the continent of Africa 
and would subject them to death. They would preach the scriptures on a Sunday and yet rape their servant girl, the African servant girl on a Sunday night. And they would justify it using their Bible. So Abraham Lincoln led the North, the Union against the Confederates. Did he become a popular leader? Not so. Everybody started attacking him. May sumpa ka talaga Abraham Lincoln, sabi nila. Naging presidente ka lang ng Amerika. Kung kailan ka naging presidente, saka naman nagkawatak-watak ang ating United States. And yet, he persisted as a leader. It was a lonely position. People were castigating him. Wala pang Facebook noon, pero binabash na siya araw-araw. And yet, Abraham Lincoln would say, I desire so to conduct the affairs of this administration. That if at the end, pag natapos ng aking presidency, I have lost every friend on earth. Okay lang yun, I shall at least have one friend left. And that friend shall be down inside me. Yung kanyang sarili. Yung banal na spirito na nasa nananahan sa kanya. Fellow leaders, importante yung meron tayong level of security like that. Na hindi lahat ng ating magiging desisyon ay magiging popular sa napakaraming tao. Hindi lahat ng ating gagawin ay papalakpakan at talagang ipagbubunyi ng napakarami nating pinangungunahan. But for as long as you are convinced you are doing the right thing, for as long as you are convinced that you are doing what God is wanting you to do, though you may fall into the pits of unpopularity, for as long as you don't lose your sense of integrity as a person, then you are on the right track. So integrity really means wholeness. Kaya nga, integrated. Buo. Kahit anong pagkabog ng mundo, kahit anong pag-shake ng mundo, kompleto ka. is from the Greek word integer, which is a whole number. The trust that people will give us as leaders is because they see the integrity in us. What we say is what we do. What we preach is what we practice. We walk the talk. All of those cliches na narinig na natin all of these years. But there are certain things that will really challenge us in our walk, in our desire to walk in integrity. First John 2.16 would say, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. It is premised by the verse that says, If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Anong mamahalin natin bilang leader? Mamahalin ba natin ang binibigay ng mundo o tatalikuran natin ang tukso ng mundo? Tatlong bagay tayo masasubok, kapatid. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. In my own version, possessions, pleasures, power. Tatlong peace na kailangan manmanan natin. Pagdating sa material na bagay, possessions, pera, whatever it is, motorsiklo, kotse, Cellphone. Kung aamin tayo sa ating Panginoon at tayo magsisisi sa ating mga kasalanan, I know all of us here, including myself, we've fallen prey to the allure of possessions because the book of Luke would say a man's worth is not determined by the possessions of his life. And yet, if we will just be honest, mga kapatid, pinabayaan natin na ma-define ang ating pagkatao sa gara ng ating sasakyan, sa ganda ng ating cellphone. Take note of that. Lust of the eye. 
materialism, loss of the flesh, pleasures, everything. Hindi lang yan sex, the pleasures of life. That's why a lot of people indulge in food, for example, because it's pleasurable. A lot of people indulge in Facebook because it's dopamine-inducing. Pag nag-post ka, every three seconds, tinitinan mo, ilang likes na. Ilang likes na. Why? Dahil bawat ting ng like, ting, o may nag-like, dopamine is being induced in your brain. Wow, may nanood, may nag-like, may nag-comment, may nag-share sa aking pinos. It's pleasurable, but it's addictive. That's lust of the flesh. Unpride of life, which is power. Pag meron ka ng kapangyarihan at tinawag ka ng pastor, tinawag ka ng praise and worship leader, tinawag ka ng media ministry head, tinawag ka ng elder, ginagamit ng ating kalaban kung hindi tayo mindful, mga kapatid, as spiritual leaders. Pwedeng gamitin ng kalaban ang positions nito of power so that it will now start creeping into our psyche. Ang galing mo. Ikaw na. Right? Ang salita mo na ang sinusunod. Isang kumpas mo lang. Nagkukumuhog silang gawin ang, ang ninanais mo. Be very, very careful. The, the higher we go in this echelon, in this pyramid, in this ladder of leadership, the humbler we should be. And that's why Jesus would say, if any one of you wants to be the greatest, alam niye, pag leader ka, you can be a great, greater, greatest person. You should be the most servant of all, the least of all. The Lord would want us to give us wings. Possessions, they will be good to have. Nice to have yan, mga kapatid. Pleasures of life, the Lord wants us to enjoy life. Wala tayong guilt whenever we watch a good movie. Wala tayong guilt kung kumakain tayo ng masarap na pagkain. Power, God wants that power to be used for His glory. But take note of the fallenness that is attached to all of these possessions, pleasures, and power. So, sabi na Richard Foster sa kanyang librong Celebration of the Disciplined Life. And I quote, sabi niya, the demon of money is what? Greed. The more money you have, pag may sweldo ka na, pag may nagbibigay na sa yung love gift as a pastor, be careful, my friends. Because money, though it is amoral, walang morality ang money. Okay? Ang pera, ibinigay mo sa isang Mother Teresa, maraming mapapakain na gugutom. Ang pera, ibigay mo sa isang drug lord, maraming buhay ang masisira. Depende sa kung sino ang may hawak sa pera. But don't jump into the conclusion na neutral ang pera. Because the inclination of money is always towards the fallenness of it. Why? Because the demon attached by the devil to money is the demon of greed. That's the god of mammon. Money is never enough. And that's why, kung titinan mo, sa istorya ng mga churches na nag-split, sa istorya ng mga pastor na nag-away-away, sa kwento ng mga ministries na nagkawatak-watak, balikan mo kapatid, ano ang usual na reason? If not the number one reason, money issues. The pastor fall or fell into the disgrace of 
being accused of money, illegal money or unethical money gathering. Ingat lang kapatid, because napakalalim ng balon ng greed. Walang katapusan yung balon na yun. It's a, it's a bottomless pit. Pagpera, pagpera ng pinag-uusapan. The level of satisfaction of people is sometimes insatiable. Now let's go to the second part. Sabi niya, the demon of sex is what? Lust. That's why a lot of people, sangalan ng sex, let, let, let us talk here as adults. No malice when we mention the word sex. The word sex should be able should be discussed by Christian leaders na hindi tayo kumukrap dahil walang bahid ng malicia when we talk about it. But we are also, we have lived long enough in this life to realize na kung bakit ang sex na inintend ng Panginoon para sa, sa beauty ng pagsasama ng mag-asawa, bakit nagiging kagamit-gamit ng jablo para sirain ang buhay ng napakaraming tao kasali na doon ang nasa ministry. It's because of that demon called lust. Greed is kasakiman, lust is kalaswaan. It's the fallenness of it. Everything that God creates is beautiful. One of the most beautiful verses that you can read, read in the Bible is the last verse of Genesis chapter 2 that says, Adam and Eve were both naked and they were unashamed. That's a beautiful verse. I, I use it a lot when my wife and I would counsel soon-to-be-married couples. That now as a couple, as husband and wife, you can be naked physically before each other and not feel ashamed. And yet, Genesis chapter 3, the demon started instilling lust, not just towards a sexual appetite, but towards pleasure. The demon started whispering to, to Eve. Sinabi pa talaga ng Diyos na mamamatay kayo? Hindi naman, di ba? Tingnan mo yung prutas na yan. Di ba? Sarap. Di ba? It's, it's good in the eyes. And it seems palatable. What was that? The devil was now coaxing that lust inside Eve. And Eve took up the fruit ate of it and gave some to her husband. Adam was right beside Eve when Eve was being tempted by the devil. And Adam did not say anything. Why? Because maybe Adam has been lusting after that fruit as well. Now look at that. Sobra, no? Sabi ni Lord sa creation, Genesis chapter 2. Okay, I've created you and after my own image. You take dominion over everything. Tend to this garden. Work on this. This is for you. Everything para sa you except this one tree. Do not touch. Do not eat of it. Not even touch. Do not eat of it. Because the day you do, you will die. Adam and Eve forsook the 99.99% because they went for the 0.01%. And the rest is history. Ingat kapatid. Sa mga pastor na may asawa, make your husband or your wife your number one accountability partner, especially when it comes to sexual matters. Sa mga singles, know that the temptation of the devil towards you to indulge in sexual things will be great. 
and you have things working for or against you. Your hormones, you're young, your hormone level is shooting up the roof. Pag finid mo yung last na yun, that is innate in the person, part ng fallenness ng isang tao, through pornography, through lewd talks, by exposing yourself to R-rated movies, that lust will be coaxed. And in my 20 years of ministry, I have seen pastors outside of our church coming to Lighthouse, asking for counseling and restoration. Where did they fall? Sexual matters. Ingat lang po. And when it comes to power, the demon of power is pride. Kayabangan. Kasakiman, greed, kalaswaan, lust. Kayabangan, pride. So when we already are receiving the applause of men, ingat lang mga kaibigan. Because it can be the start of our downfall as a people. That's why growth-minded growth minded people are people that are open to accountability, are open to being rebuked. Accountable people, growth-minded people, are people that will allow one or two very trusted friends. Kapatid, pag nakita mo sa akin ang kahit alin sa tatlong to, yung kasakiman, yung kalaswaan, yung kayabangan, please, huwag ka nang mag-atubiling dibdiban ako, sapakin mo ako, sampalin mo ako, Para lamang ako magising-gising. I have, I have told Pastor Leo this because Pastor Leo and I, we go to so many companies together. And when you are out there in companies, you see women, beautiful women, right? Napakaraming, napakaraming pinupuntahang mga kumpanya. And I, we would tell each other, Pastor Leo would tell me, I will tell Pastor Leo, Pastor Leo, ingat tayo rito, ang dami rito nakaminiskirt. Ang dami ritong dalaga. Ang dami ritong mga babae na magpaparinig sa'yo. Nagpaparinig sa akin, nagpaparinig kay Pastor Leo. Make sure that we keep ourselves pure in all of this. Na walang kalaswaang makikita at maghahari sa puso ng bawat isa. What's the point, my friend? In the book, Finishing Strong by Steve Farrar. Steve Farrar is a pastor in Texas. He said, sin will take us farther than we wanted to go. If you buy into the lies of greed and lust and power, it will take you farther than you wanted to go. Mga pastor, gusto ko lang shake ang consciousness ng bawat isa. Okay? Nung nagsimula ang 2019 last year, kami mga pastor, we went out on a retreat. Kami lahat, we just looked each other in the eye and we said, please mga kapatid, I, we need each other's help. We even formulated accountability questions amongst each other. I'll, I'll, I'll try to show it to you later after the, after the break. Questions like, is there, is there a woman in your life who is not your wife that you are desiring sexually? Ang hirap ng mga tanong, di ba? Is there any financial impropriety that you have somehow been tempted to, to do? Yung kinupit mo kahit piso lang or sampung piso na dapat sa church yung pero hindi mo na-remit, hindi mo na-report. Sabi ko, kapatid, grabe ang kalaban natin. The devil will take us down if we let down our guards in any of this area. 
we ask ourselves questions. In my manner of speaking, meron ba kayong na-sense na kayabangan sa aking pagsasalita? Na hindi lang ako psychology, pero ecology na. Ano sabi ng ecology? Eh kasi ako, kasi ako. Ako kasi Pag nagsimula ng pastor na lahat ng kanyang kwento ay, ako, kasi, kasi alam mo, kasi ako. Ako kasi. Ecology, mga kapatid, importanteng na, nasisense natin yun. Nasisense natin na nagiging sentro ka na ng mundo at hindi na sa Kristo. Ingat, because it will take you farther than you wanted to go. Akala mo hanggang, hindi, o ka lang naman, pastor, isang bote lang naman, eh, di ba? Before you know it, isang case na yung tinitira mo. It will take you farther. It will keep you longer than you wanted to stay. Sasabihin mo, hindi, ano lang, uh, uh, gusto ko lang pag-aralan itong pornography na sinasabi nila. Ano lang, two minutes lang, titingnan ko lang. Ingat, kapatid, yung two minutes na yan, magiging two hours yan. Magtatampisaw ka sa kasalanan na yan. It will keep you longer. It will cost you more it will cost you more. And you know the, the story of King David, right? King David in his fall with Bathsheba. I will not even tell you the, the details of that. What happened to David? It took him farther than he wanted to go. Nagsimula lang siya na binusuhan niya si Bathsheba. Binusuhan niya, pinapunta niya sa palasyo, nagtalik sila. See? Nagsimula sa pamboboso, nauwi sa pinapatay niya ang asawa ni Bathsheba. I can cite you more stories in the Bible na kung saan tumikim lang sa bawal ang isang alagad ng Diyos. Supposedly, disipulo ni Kristo. Tumikim lang. It took him farther because that's the nature of sin and that's the number one bait of Satan over us spiritual leaders. It will keep longer. So, nagtalik si David sa si Bathsheba. Ngayon, hindi niya siya makalabas. Bakit? Nabuntis si Bathsheba. What does he do? Eh, may asawa si Bathsheba. Pinauwi niya si Uriah, nilasing niya. Nung lasing na, pilit niyang pinapauwi sa kanyang asawa. Nung umayaw si Uriah, pinabalik niya sa gera at ininstruksyon na niya si General Jawab na ilagay sa pinakaharap si Uriah para pagsalakay nila sa mga kalaban, si Uriah ang unang tatamaan ng mga kalaban. It will keep you longer it will cost you more. And because of that, ang epekto ng curse na yun, yung sumpa na yun sa buhay at sa pamilya ni David ay sobra-sobra. Si Absalom nagrebelde sa kanya. The prophet Nathan would say, there will, be, there will be sword in your house because of what you have done. So, kung hindi tayo natatakot mga kapatid sa repercussion ng ating ginagawa, Kaya I always go strong and passionate when I talk about this because mainly I'm also talking to myself. My wife is right here in front of me and so she's listening to this as well. I'm talking to myself. I've even listed. Sabi ko, ano ang mangyayari kung sakasakaling ako'y bumigay sa kasalanan? I already listed the consequences. Number one, sabi ko sa lista na yun, I will lose the love and the respect of my wife. Number two, I will lose the love and the respect of my children. Number three, I will lose the right to stand in front of God's people and preach the word of God. Because that will be hypocrisy. Meron pa ulit-ulit na binabalik-balikan and yet, napakagaling mo mag-preach. 
the Lord Jesus would say, that should not be. I will lose the platform to speak to marketplace people. And so when I was writing down the consequences of sin, I realized, but because I realized I should be reminded it is not worth it. Yung isang oras ng kasalanan na pagtatampisaw mo. Yung ilang minutong ginawa mo yung kasalanan na yun na wala namang nakakita. Pero kung ang kapalit ito ay ang pagbagsak at pagguho ng pundasyong kay tagal mong pinagsikapan at tinulungan ka ng banal na spirito para may tayo. Mga kapatid, please think. Because a lot of people, I'm reminding myself of this today, a lot of people don't think beyond their nose pag naamoy na, they don't think beyond their eyes pag nakita na, at naaras na, at nagayar na, and everything is just like, let the devil take tomorrow. Bukas na ako magsisisi, basta ngayong gabi, magtatampisaw muna ako, basta ngayong araw, ngayong minuto, panonoorin ko muna to. Please, my friend, as much as it is imperative to have a good start in ministry, what matters more is we finish strong. And what is the indication of finishing strong? On the human level, take of your, think of your eulogy. Pag tayo nawala na sa mundong to at nagtipon-tipon ng mga taga-lighthouse, salamay mo. That's the human level. But the bigger and the biggest consideration is, anong sasabihin ng Diyos pagharap mo sa Kanya? Will you hear that much coveted statement of Jesus, come and join the joy of your Master, faithful and good servant? Or will we hear the words, depart from me, I never knew you? And you will say, and we will say, Lord, didn't we preach in your name? Lord, didn't we cast out demons in your name? And Lord, the Lord Jesus will say, depart from me. I never knew you. You children of lawlessness. Alam mo na ang dapat gawin, pero hindi mo sinunod. Sin will keep us farther. It will keep us longer. It will cost us more. So, let me write this down para hindi ko makalimutan. Pastors and leaders at any level in the church must all be held to the highest level of integrity and purity. And this is a tall order, mga kapatid. Maybe this is the reason why a lot of people don't want to be pastors, don't want to be spiritual leaders. Why? Because they say, see, kailan palang maging perfect ako. Wala namang perfect eh. Kaya hindi na lang ako magpapastor. Nandito yung mga ka-DG ko, si na Doc, siya, siya, tsaka si Chef Ren. Ang aming mantra sa aming DG, sabi namin, nobody is perfect and all of us here are nobodies. So all of us are perfect. <laughs> Maraming tao, takot silang maging leader dahil every time we talk about integrity and purity, it's like, wow, Pastor, how can we do that? How, how can we... How can we be perfect? So, si Pastor, kaya nga, gusto ko na lang elder na lang ako eh. Or gusto ko na nga lang ministry head na lang. Or gusto ko sa Christian na lang ako. Pero huwag mo akong pagpapastorin dahil hindi ko kaya yung level of perfection na yan. So, babalikan natin. Kung tinawag tayo ng Diyos, ang Diyos din naman ang ating kaagapay at katulong para yung standards of integrity and purity ay ating maaabot. Amen?
That's why every day of our lives will be a day of confession. Lord, kung hindi mo ako sasamahan ngayong araw, kung hindi niyo po ako sasamahan ngayong araw, Panginoon, babagsak ako. Because, because Lord, kung I will just be left to my own, ang bilis pumasok ng kayabangan, ang bilis pumasok ng kalaswaan, ang bilis pumasok ng kasakiman. But Lord, every day, I cling on to you. Because when we as children of the Lord, when we fail to reach the absolute perfection of God, know that the absolute grace of the Lord is there to catch us. And that will be the defining mark of our spiritual leadership. That we as a people, we acknowledge we are weak on our own. We are weak on our own. We are sinners. But by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, I can be the man, I can be the woman that you've always wanted me to be. And whenever I would fall, because I fall every so often, when I confess my sins before you, God is always faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. But pastors, leaders, it doesn't exempt us from aspiring, from praying, from intending to go for the highest level of integrity. Another thought that I wrote last night is this. That pastors and leaders are just like anyone else. We are sinners in need of the daily renewal of the Holy Spirit. As much as we preach purity, and that's why Old Testament preaching is very much important, because in Old Testament preaching, you will realize God is holy. God is angry. If you have read, you can download later the, the preaching of Jonathan Edwards. It's entitled, it's entitled, Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God. One of the best sermons ever delivered and ever written, Jonathan Edwards. Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. If you listen to that preaching, kahit hindi mo narinig ang kanyang actual delivery, you will realize the Lord is just reminding the listeners of that sermon. God is angry at any form of sin, lalo if you are always doing it again and again. But then he ends the preaching by telling us that's why we need Jesus every day of our lives. So pastors, leaders, find somebody that you can confess to, okay? James chapter 5 would say, confess to one another. Kailangan natin yun para every day naririnyo tayo ng banal na spirito. And should, wag naman sana, God forbid, but should painful times come, meaning that we fall into one of these three areas, the area of possession, the area of pleasure, the area of power. And painful times would come. Dahil alam mong nagawa mo eh. Wala ka namang lusot kay Lord, talagang ginawa mo eh. But it can open important conversations. Growth mindset, remember? Don't allow the devil condemn you and say, see, papastor-pastor ka pa, MAP, MAP ka pa. Alam ko naman lahat ng ginagawa mo eh. Painful, right? But here's what I realized, my friends. Ang pagkakaiba ng banal na spirito at ng devil, of course, they are different in all the respects. But the biggest difference is this. When the devil reminds you of your sinfulness, and the devil does remind us, when the devil reminds you of your, faithful, of your sinfulness, it is to hurt you. It is to convince you that you are disqualified to serve God. That's the devil. 
But when the Holy Spirit reminds you of sinfulness, it is to heal you. Para ma-realize, Lord, o nga, Lord, this is an area of my life na mahina pa ako. Isang bagay, mahina pa ako. Ano yung kapatid sabi niya? Pag nagda-drive ako, talagang lumalabas ang mga mura sa aking bibig. Pag nagda-drive, take lang sa kanya, take lang sa kanya instantly. Bago niyang attitude buhay. An area of growth. Thank you for confessing. When we were at our Men of Action retreat, we grouped together into threes. And in that group of three men, I was part of that. I had like two other men. And we just started confessing our sins to one another. The Holy Spirit was just so powerful that night. One of the men said, I, I indulge, I indulge in pornography. I am a married man. I'm a married man. My, my sexual intimacy life with my wife is very healthy. And yet, I would like to confess, I still indulge in pornography. Help me in this. Help me in this. That was probably about five years ago. Until today, five years after, I still call that brother every so often just to ask him questions. How are you holding up? Are you being faithful? Are you watching porn websites? And for as long as he can honestly tell me, Pastor, I've been clean. That's good. Importante po meron tayong kausap, mga kapatid. Painful times are times that will be devoted for important conversations. All right. It's 10.25. Let's have our first breakout and then we'll have our uh, morning break. Sir Leo, can we have our breakout rooms, please? <clears throat> Wala rito sa aking icons ang breakout rooms. So, ikaw na lang basta. Maybe group everyone into group of threes. Tatlo-tatlo. And then, what the, the area of discussion will be their assignments. Okay? All right. Ano yung dapat nilang itigil? Anong dapat nilang ipagpatuloy? Anong dapat nilang pasimulan? But, kapatid, if there is something that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, even as you were listening to this short module in our first segment of today's session, and if there's something that you think the Holy Spirit is moving you to, to just openly confess to your groupmate, if you're comfortable, walang, walang pilitan, okay? Number one, if the Holy Spirit prods you. And number two, if you're comfortable. Maybe you can say, you know, as I was listening to Pastor Jojo, I just like to confess this is my weakness in life. And I am here now in MAP and I'm preparing myself for ministry. And yet, I would like to admit this is one area of my life. Please pray for me. Let the next 15 minutes be a time of growth for everyone. When we will listen to the counsel of the Lord and the admonitions of our brethren. And after that, we'll go back here in, after 15 minutes. We'll process a bit and then we'll have our five-minute uh, CR break and we will proceed with the rest of the module. Okay, Pastor Leo? Stand by, sir. Stand by. Kasi wala rito sa ating breakout room capabilities. All right. Hang on. Okay. If you have any questions, just uh, let me know. Meron kayong mga phone-in questions. Okay. Any questions? 
Pwede niyo tanong sa akin ngayon, bago tayo patuloy, you still have a little over one hour. Or um, you can chat ano ang aninyong mga tanong so far sa mga pinag-uusapan natin. Uh, may nagbanggit kanina, Pastor, parang ano, na-agitate yung ano, na-invoke hmm. yung mga feelings, uncomfortable hmm. feelings nung nakarinig hmm. sila ng mga not-so-good uh, ano, feedbacks. Hmm. <laughs> Lalo na kung yung mga ititigil. <laughs> Tama. Mm. Tama. Sakit ng katotohanan, kapatid, no? Right. <laughs> But as a leader, um, importante po na we actively seek that, seek that feedback. What we have done, what Rose and I have done, very recent lang, dahil nagsisimula tayo ng, nagsisimula tayo ng online service, right? First time na nag online service everything. And so every Sunday, right after the service, I would text as many leaders as possible. And I would say, don't give me compliments, give me critiques. And then my question is, paano pa tayo mag improve And so, so, so totoo lang, masakit pakinggan ang kanilang mga feedback. Masyadong maliwanag, masyadong mahaba ang sermon, masyadong, masyadong malalim yung English, gawing mas simple. Masakit. But I would always say, thank you for the feedback. We will do something about it. And then next Sunday, okay? whenever I would uh, Zoom meet with the elders, I would always say, how do we improve the ministry? And the way they would put it, I gave them the freedom. Sabi ko, huwag nyo nang ipackage. Okay? Para maging makatotohanan ng ating usapan, hindi nyo na kailangang i-package. Sabihin nyo sa akin, as raw as possible, and I can take it. I will so, Yes, bro. Siguro maganda rin matutunan ng mga mm. spiritual leaders mm. on how to react on not so good feedbacks. Uh, lalo na po kung hindi rin naman tama yung feedback. Mm. Kasi maaaring magkaganon, right? Pwedeng tama ang feedback, mm. pwede rin naman sa judgment nung nagbigay okay. ng comment, maaring hindi rin naman. Mm. But very crucial yung the way we would react to these uh, comments. So maganda rin nga uh, yung other side of the coin ay mm. matutunan din ng leader. Kasi ang daming tendencies. Yun na nga, yung sinabi kanina, ipapahunting, <laughs> inaantalo, ang daming po pwedeng gawin. Oh, one of the elders is here, si Sister Blenda. Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> One person whose feedback will never offend me. One, one, as I said last week, one presumption when somebody gives you feedback, assume and presume that that person is coming from a place of love. Love kanya, kaya sasabihin niya ang katotohanan sa iyo. There's a verse in the book of Proverbs that would say, A wound from a friend is better than a kiss from the enemy. Ang, ang kaaway mo, lalangis-langisang ka lang nun. Halik-halikan ka pa. Pero papunta ka ng bangin, hindi ka pipigilan. Ang isang tunay na kaibigan, masakit kung sasabihin niya ang katotohanan. Pero yung wound na yun will heal you. So, it's a good uh, attitude when we are receiving feedback from people. Especially, Especially when it comes to areas of possessions, pleasures, and power. Kung hindi ka mafeedbackan on 
the online ministry, for example. Galit ka na dahil sinabihan kang ang tagal-tagal mo mag-preach pastor, nagalit ka na kaagad, right? E paano pa sila mag-feedback sa'yo para sabihan kang pastor, medyo mayabang ang dating mo? Hindi na sila magsasalita. And then you will just go on in your life believing that everything is okay, right? That everything is just okay and yet at the end of the day, ikapapahamak mo. Thank you, Pastor Jomel. Open rebuke is better than hidden love. Mas magandang sabihin sa'yo ng deretsahan. Dahil alam mo, they are coming from a place of love. Pero ako naman, kung kaya naman ang magbibigay ng feedback sa kapwa leader, whether mas mataas sa'yo or mas mababa sa'yo, for as long as it is dependent on you, say it with graciousness. The book of Proverbs would say, a word aptly spoken are like settings or apples silver settings of gold. Kung maganda ang pagkasabi, mas pinapakinggan ng taong nakakapakinig. But if spoken with malice, if spoken with, uh, with an intent to hurt or to malign or to insult, if a person is not so mature, mga kapatid, malamang hindi pakikinggan ang feedback mo. Pero kung meron kang pasakali na, kapatid, uh, baka naman ako lang to. But here is my loving feedback to you. Alam mo na yung KKK, di ba? You kiss, then you kick, and then you kiss. <laughs> Isa sandwich mo, di ba? Alam mo, Pastor, magaling ka naman mag-preach eh. Bless na bless nga ako pa nag-preach ka. O yun, di ba? Palakpak ang tenga ni Pastor. Pero medyo saliang grammar mo, Pastor eh. Pero magaling ka, Pastor. Bless ako sa'yo. <laughs> di ba? Mas magandang pakinggan. So, imamaster din natin yung mga kapakristyano, how we give feedback to others so that our feedbacks are considered as constructive criticisms. Okay? So, keep the questions coming. I'll just proceed with my <clears throat> presentation because I have so much to, to share. Um, so, just keep, uh, feel free lang, ha, na meron kayo mga tanong, just shoot it. That's why some chapter one would say, Blesses the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. And for the theology students, progressive sinning. Una, naglalakad ka lang, mamaya-maya, tumambay ka na, mamaya-maya, inupuan mo na. Yun naman talaga ang progression ng kasalanan. Eh. Naglalakad ka, tinawag ka pare, tagay mo na, o tumayo ka na, mamaya-maya, Ikaw nang tumatagay sa kanila. <laughs> right? But if your delight will be on the law of the Lord and you meditate on the law of the Lord day and night, then you will be like a tree planted, planted by streams of water. You will yield your fruit in season. Whatever you do will prosper. <clears throat> Another thought that I have in mind is, I call this the great alignment. The alignment of your values and your behavior will spawn an environment of joy and productivity. What's my point here? Ang, ang calling sa ating mga pastor release, what I called last time, diba? yung word natin last week was congruence. Kung align ang ating sinasabi sa ating ginagawa. Kung yung ating sinasabi ay tama, magandang pakinggan, kaaya-aya sa paninig, at yung ating ginagawa ay consistent sa ating sinasabi. Kaibigan, it can create a church that is joyful and productive amongst ministry workers. Si um, Mahatma Gandhi, 
would say, my life is one indivisible whole. Hindi ko pwedeng hati-hatiin ang buhay ko. Because all my activities run into one another. And he says, my life is my message. Now, Mahatma Gandhi is not a Christian, he's a Hindu. But this is a very Christian message. That's the core of the gospel. Na malaman natin na ang buhay natin ay hindi hati. Hindi yung pag sa loob ng simbahan, hindi ka makabasag pinggan, pero pagkasama mo ang mga high school classmate mo, bully ka. Right? Hindi pwedeng ganun. Hindi pwede na pagkasama mo ang pamilya mo, eh, ang, ang laswa ng bibig mo, pero pagdating sa church, puro hallelujah ang lumalabas. Ang buhay natin, if we're going to be the great evangelists in this time of the day, in this time of our generation, should be our lives. Our lives is our message or the life that we live is the very message of the gospel that we preach. Judges 21 would say that in those days, Israel had no king, walang leader. And when there is an absence of kings, if there's an absence of leaders, everyone did as they saw fit in their own eyes. And you have probably preached on this, probably heard so many preachings about this, but this is a go-to preaching of mine whenever I talk about leadership. When there is an absence of somebody that steers the reins of leadership, walang tumitimon, right? At lahat kanya-kanya lang. Kung ano sa tingin mo ang tama, gagawin niya. Yan ang perfect recipe for chaos. So, if you'll go to the book of Judges, you will realize why the period of Judges in the book of the Bible was a leadership-intensive season. Dito binubuo ni Lord ang mga leaders ng Israel. Dahil wala nga silang hari. So the Lord appointed people that would now uh, lead the entire nation. Chaos reigned because there was no president for authority or accountability. Kanya-kanya na sila, so sobrang magulo. And aggressive enemies, nakapaligid sa kanila because they were just occupying the land of Canaan. There were no government funds for national defense or to enforce public safety. Other nations influence Israel with their idols and superstitions. So these are contexts of the book of Judges. So heroes like Moses and Joshua are now dead. We're now dead. And wala nang expectation of order. And the momentum of the morale were low and growth was hard and not easy. So yan ang nangyayari pag walang leader, pag walang tumitimon, pag walang tumatayo, pag walang nag-a-assume ng responsibility. Pag lahat ay, kaya na, kaya na, hindi ko kaya to, di ba? Yan ang nangyayari sa isang ministry pag walang tatayong leader. Nagahanap ang pastor ng isang ministry head. Lahat ng tao nagiging Batman. Ba't ako? Ba't ako? Ba't, ba't hindi sila? Right? Whenever people become, when the ministry people become Batman, right? ba't ako pastor? Huwag na lang ako. I'll just serve pastor pero ayoko mag-lead. It becomes a perfect recipe for chaos. And that's what the devil also capitalizes on. Na nagkakagulo ang ministry because nobody is willing to take that risk. And yet, so many people can be critical. So, ano yung mga basics, basics of effective leadership based on the book of Judges? The basics of effective leaders is, number one, they perceive a need. Pag nakita mong isang pangangailangan, volunteer. My very first role in Lighthouse, circa 1989, I was an usher. I was very new in the faith. First, first Christian church ko ang Lighthouse, Christian community. I just walked into the cinema service. Few weeks into my being a bystander, nag-announce ang pastor, si Pastor Chuck. 
we need some ushers. And I said, ah, kaya ko yan. Sabi ni Pastor Chuck, the only requirement is you are willing to work hard and you're willing to smile. I said, I can do that. I perceive that need. So I went. Sabi niya, ang call time, 6.30 in the morning. Ang service sa cinema dati was 9 o'clock. Pero ang call time namin, 6. So I went there at 6.30. And I met my usher head, si Brother Chito Kare. So the three of us were there. Ako si Brother Chito, si Brother Ray. And so we prayed. And then sabi ko, Brother Chito, bagong-bago ako rito ha. Anong gagawin ko? And Brother Chito was a very nice man. He just said, uh, Brother Joe, um, cinema kasi ito eh. Siguro natapos ng late ang last full show kagabi. Malamang wala na yung mga janitors. Tingin na, ang panghi, ang dumi. And then he gave me the, <laughs> the map. And that was my first role in Lighthouse. Tagamap ng CR. Noong una, siyempre parang I was already the senior manager of a big printed company. Assistant Vice President. Sa company namin, may nagbubukas ng aking pinto. Pero pagdating ko sa Lighthouse, as first ministry volunteer ng CR. But then, that was the need that was needed at the time. And so I just said, Lord, gagawin ko to para pagpasok ng inyong mga anak, they will have the best CR para makakapagpuri sila sa inyo dahil wala silang aabutang panghi sa simbahan na ito. That was the need. Little did I know, that was the season that Lord, the Lord was, was starting my, my journey into spiritual leadership. After one hour, pag malinis-malinis yung CR, I will wash my hands, I will put on my usher's vest, doon naman ako sa harap ng cinema, hawak-hawak yung flash ng lighthouse, good morning, welcome to lighthouse, good morning, welcome to lighthouse. E dumating ang tag-ulan. Sabi ng usher said ko, Brother Joe, nababasa yung mga ka-churchmate natin galing sa parking ng Alabang Town Center papasok ng mall. Here are two umbrellas. Pwede bang ikaw ang tagasundo sa mga kotse para mapayungan mo sila? And that was my second role. Namimiss ko ang service. Hindi ko napapakinggan ang service. Why? Because I was in the parking lot. Umulat, umaraw, bumagyo. Akong tagapayong sa mga taga-lighthouse. That was the need. Later on, the Lord reminded me of that. When I became a pastor, and I, I, I went through a season of dryness, dumadaan ang mga pastor sa ganyan, by the way. Yung lahat ng ginagawa ko, parang feeling ko obligasyon na lang, feeling ko wala nang sigla. So one time, I just asked from my wife, sabi ko, punta muna ako sa, magsini muna ako ha, me time, ako lang mag-isa. And I went back to Alabang Town Center. I, 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 I even don't remember the, the movie. I paid for the movie. I entered into that cinema kung saan nagdadaos ng service ng Lighthouse. And all of a sudden, when I went to the CR, the same CR that I would clean that I was an usher. And the Lord reminded me, right there and then, in the middle of the movie, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, the Lord said, Dati-rati, kahit maglinis ng CR, ay sapat ng kagalakan ng puso mo. Bakit ngayon, nawawalang ka ng sigla sa pagsisilbi sa akin? That was a eureka moment for me. And I would say, yes, Lord, ibabalik ko ang sigla na ibinigay niyo sa akin. Leaders perceive a need. Leaders also possess a gift. Hindi ka uutusan ng Panginoon sa isang bagay na hindi mo man giftedness. Kaya nga ang una kong role, ushering. Hindi Bible study leader. Because at the time, as I was, I was a new Christian in 1999, I never went to Bible school. I never had any Bible study. I was never gifted at that yet. But I had a gift of smile. 
Sabi ni Pastor Chuck, nasa marunong ka lang magsumahan. Then I did. Marunong ka magbuhat ng drum set at microphone at mga wires. Oh, kaya ko yan. Gift ko yan. Samarenyo ako eh. Sanay akong magsaka sa bukid. Sanay akong magbilad ng palay pag summertime. So may gift ako dyan, Pastor. I do that. My spiritual gifts. Si Samson, for example, had the spiritual gift connected to his Nazarite vow. Kaya siya malakas. Hindi ba sabihin may muscles si Samson? Pero siya nabi lang dahil si Samson ay tumatalima sa kautosan ng Diyos. Binigyan siya ng Diyos ng kalakasan. Si Deborah had a very natural talent. Basahin mo ang kwento ni Deborah. Isang babae and yet he, she became the commander of the Lord's army. Strategy and wisdom. Si Gideon saka si Jephthah, they had acquired skill through time. Kahit insecure pa si Gideon. But as he led and as he led and as he led and as he saw the anointing of the Lord, they developed their, their spiritual gifts through time. They possess a gift. What else? Leaders parade a passion. Ang isang bagay na meron dapat ang isang leader ay passion. Yung alab ng puso. Bawal sa isang leader, kapatid, ang lalamya-lamya. Bawal sa isang leader ang walang kabuhay-buhay. Bawal sa isang leader na walang drive sa buhay. You should parade a passion. Passion comes when a leader has complementary burdens. Dahil manakita kang burden, interest mo yun, concern mo yun. Ayoko ng maliit, ayoko ng CR na marumi. Kahit sa bahay namin, alam ng misis ko yan. Ang una kong lilinisin ay ang CR namin. Dahil ayoko ng CR na mapanghi. Ayoko ng bowl na may stain. Ayoko ng bowl na merong talsik-talsik ng wiwi. Ayoko yun. Kaya pala ang una kong road sa lighthouse, tagalinis ng CR. Kasi burden ko yun. Passionate ako dun. Passion comes when the leader has complementary gifts. Binigyan ka ni Lord ng giftedness. I'm a hardworking person. Until now, I'm a hardworking person. It's a God-given ability. But I also have complementary needs. Diba? I've been through a lot in life. I've been through a lot of crisis. I have been through a lot of problems in life that I saw how wonderful it is when people help me. So now that I'm a leader, I am passionate to help other people because I know Jesus is revealed when you become the extended arm of the Lord to a hurting world. When you have complementary opportunities. Kung dumating ang pagkakaradi ka ng makapagsilbi, you now have the occasion to get involved. Then you raise your hand and you say, I can do that. You parade a passion. You also persuade the people. John Maxwell would say, the persuaded are persuasive. Ang isang taong persuaded, mas nagiging persuasive sa iba. Because they persuade the people. So I just have these notes. Proven practices for getting things done. Na 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 rally mo ang ibang tao to the thing that you want to do. What gets talked about gets done. Now as a leader, I can persuade many people. How? Because I always talk about certain issues. We need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. And the more people hear me talking about it, they ride on that vision and I'm able to persuade them. What gets trained for gets done. That's why ang ating, ang ating leaning sa life is always towards training and equipping. Huwag mong aasahan ang isang taong magpe-perform kung hindi mo naman si Trinane paano gawin ang isang bagay. What gets measured gets done. I-measure mo. Kung ganito tayo dati, 
tayo ay bebente lang sa isang church, uh, let's measure it. Gawin nating 30. May 10 na dagdag. O ngayon 30 na tayo, gawin nating 50. I-measure natin yun. What will make the 20 other newcomers come? So from 20, naging 30, naging 50, naging 100, ngayon naging 300, ngayon naging 3,000. What gets measured, gets done. Let people know that there's a measuring stick. Another one, what gets budgeted, gets done. Lagin mo ng pera para alam mo merong pagkukuhanan. What gets confronted, gets done. Dito mahinang Pinoy, ayaw natin kumprontahin dahil ayaw natin nagtatampuhan. But what gets rewarded, gets done. Our national office, and the Pastor Marks and the Pastor Leo would always say that. What gets rewarded, gets repeated. Pag-rewarded, inuulit-ulit dahil alam nila napapansin ng isang bagay. You persuade the people. They also pursue a purpose. Ang isang book pa na, I think it's here in my, where is my book? I was just reading it last night. Ano sa aking bedside. The book that I'd like you to read is from Simon Sinek. The, the title of the book is, It Starts With Why. When the why is clear, bag alam mo ang purpose ng ginagawa mo, the how and the what are easier for spiritual leadership. So sa isang dartboard, ang pinaka-goal mo is, why? Okay, importante yung malaman natin kung ano ang why, ano ang because ng buhay mo. Somebody once said this, that the most important days of your life are, number one, the day you were born and the day you found out why you were born. So kung alam mo ang dahilan kung bakit tayo nabuhay, dapat mas buhay tayo sa pagising bawat araw-araw. I, I was reading this book about John Rubling in the 1860s. He had a burden. Siya ay taga Manhattan, tinitingnan niya across the river ang um, Brooklyn. This is in New York. Hindi nakakatawid ang mga blacks na nasa Brooklyn, papuntang Manhattan. Manhattan is where you get the Wall Street, okay? For those of you that have been to New York. Rubling had a message, had a vision. Gusto kong gumawa ng tulay that will connect Manhattan and Brooklyn. Why? This was 1860. The uh, river was one of the most powerful rivers in New York. Malawak yun, kapatid. Mas malawak pa sa Ilog Pasig. Three times the Ilog Pasig. And no, as everyone was said, it is impossible task. You cannot build a bridge over this river. Only one person believed in him, his son, Washington Rubling, who was also an engineer. And Washington said, yes, dad, let's go. Gawin natin yan. And in 1870, they started the construction out of their own pockets. You know what happened? They suffered an accident. On the first month of the construction, nagsisimula pa lang ang construction, naglalagay pa lang sila ng mga scaffolding sa mga poste, an accident happened. Gumiba, nagiba ang isang scaffolding area, boom, na pin down si John Rubling, pak, instantly dead. Now, tanong, if you were Washington, the son, the father, the visionary, is now dead, would you continue? Magpapatuloy ka? Buti na lang, Washington Rubling got the vision from his father and he said, tuloy ang trabaho. Two years into the work, Washington Rubling contracted an, a rare illness. It's a virus that got into his system that rendered him paralyzed from the head to the feet. Hindi siya makagalaw. Catatonic siya. Buhay siya. Yung kanyang mata ay gumagalaw pero hindi siya makapagsalita Hindi siya makamove, parang siyang stroke. And uh, the doctor said it's a form of virus that's that was debilitating him. 
ng question. Tuloy ang trabaho ng paggawa ng tulay. Buti na lang, meron siyang asawa. Ang pangalan ng kanyang asawa ay si Emily Warren. And he developed this communication with his wife, si Emily Warren, using only one finger. Ito lang ang gumagalaw sa kanya, yung kanyang, hinto, yung kanyang hintuturo. And she, she, he would write in the arm of his wife, Yes, I will tell you what to do. And Emily Warren said, No, sweetheart, I'm not an engineer. I'm a woman. Nobody would believe in me. And Washington would say, You can do it. I will tutor you. Dito lang. Sinusulat niya sa kamay. And the project continued. Kaibigan, that's the story of what we now call the Brooklyn Bridge. One of the great tourist spots and one of the great bridges in the entire history of bridges all over the world. It was a story, a testament of man's indomitable spirit and it's a great love story as well. Why? Because leadership requires that. They parade a purpose, they pursue a passion, they persuade the people, all of this, mga kapatid. And because of that, if one, one of these days, pag nakapag New York kayo, you will experience that. And so when my wife and I were having our honeymoon, I brought her to, no, she brought me to New York. See? So that's a beautiful picture over there. We were in the Brooklyn side and we were looking at the Manhattan side. Nandun yung dating World Trade Center, nandyan ang Wall Street. So beautiful place. Mighty River. Isipin mo nagawa ang Brooklyn Bridge. Another story that I always got inspired whenever I revisit. I once had the chance to meet an Ateneo teacher named Onofre Pagsi Pagsanhan. Right now, he is 92 years old. Si Pagsi. And yet, at 92 years old, he still teaches in Ateneo High School. 92 years old. And when I visited him, along with some other executives from one company that I was a consultant of, Onofre Pagsipagsanhan would tell us, sabi niya, ang araw ng aking kamatayan ay ang araw ng aking pagre-retiro. Sabi niya, walang retirement sa pagiging teacher. Very passionate man. So when we visited him in Ateneo, he asked us to board our cars and he brought us to UP Diliman. Sabi niya, ngayong araw, pag-uusapan natin, what is your because? Ano ang why ng buhay ninyo? Sasakay kami sa kanya, sasakay kami sa mga sasakyan namin. We went all the way to UP Diliman. Katabi lang niya ng Ateneo. At dinala niya kami sa isang gusali sa loob ng UP Diliman, the UP Chapel. Of course, I'm from UP Diliman, so I'm very much familiar with this. Sabi niya, this is the UP Chapel. I'll give you 30 minutes. Sa mga hindi pa familiar sa UP Chapel, ikutin niyo ang simbahang ito. After 30 minutes, let's gather outside. We will process the learning. After 30 minutes, we gathered around this statue of Father Delaney, the first parish priest of the UP Chapel. And he said, this is, the, uh, this is the Jesuit priest responsible for forming me into becoming who I am today, the leader that I am today. So he was boasting about the character of Father Delaney. And so he said, okay, give me some feedbacks. Anong napansin niyo sa UP Chapel? Sabi ng isang presidenting kasama ko, presidenting ng isang kumpanya, sabi niya, Father, first time ko po rito sa Diliman, napansin ko po dahil paikot ang buong chapel, kahit saan katumingin, ang matapo palaging nakatingin sa gitna kung saan nakasabit yung cruce, yung crucifix. Yan ang kanyang observation. Sabi ni um, 
Pansi. That's a very good observation. Here is my lesson for you. Bilang isang leader, dapat alam natin kung sinong sentro ng buhay natin. Ang galing magturo. Talaga nakatayo lang kami sa loob ng simbahan, tinuturuan niyo kami ng leadership. Sabi niya, be certain of your center. For as long as you know that Jesus is the center of everything. This is from a Catholic guy. And I was saying amen to him. Yes. If Jesus is the center of life, wherever you're coming from, kahit ano man ang language mo, kahit anong kultura mo, kung alam mo ang sentro ng buhay mo ay si Kristo, pwede mo siyang ibahagi sa iba. Sabi niya, any, any other observation? One vice president said, Father, napansin ko po, napakaraming pintuan ng UP Chapel. Binilang namin something like 23 doors all over kasi paikot siya. 23 na lagusan na pwedeng mag-exit entry ang mga tao. Sabi niya, ang daming pintuan ng ng simbahan ito. Parang kahit anong oras pwede kang pumasok. And Pagsi Pagsanan said, it's a very good lesson as well. We should embrace an open door life. Nang buhay natin bilang mga leaders, dapat pwedeng pumasok ang kahit sino. That they feel welcome. That they know you can approach, you can be approachable. Sabi niya, walang mas ibang nagiging pikunan ko kaysa yung mapansin ko ang isang leader ay hindi approachable sa kanyang mga tao. Yung mga leader na nasa pedestal. Yung mga leader na parang napakatayog ng kadalang kinatatayuan na hindi na sila, hindi na sila naaabot ng ordinaryo mga tao. Sabi niya, katulad ng church na ito, you have to have an open door life. Pabayaan yung ang mga tao ay makalapit sa inyo. Leadership lesson number two. He said, anything else? Ano pang observation ninyo? Another leader said, Uh, Father, uh, Sir Pagsi, napansin ko rin po itong simbahan nito sa UP Diliman, parang lahat national artist ang gumawa. Yung altar nito, si Napoleon Abueva ang gumawa. Yung uh, painting nito about the Stations of the Cross mga Katoliko, si Arturo Manansala, the great national artist. Yung design was designed by um, Loxin, one of the great architects. Sabi niya, kahit itong ano, crucifix na the two-sided Jesus, the crucified one and the resurrected one, was by Napoleon Abueva as well. Sabi niya, it's a good observation. Sabi niya, here's the lesson that I teach you. If you're a leader, you must bring out the best in people. Ang isang church, sabi niya, dapat nagiging attractive sa mga excellent people sa buhay natin. Ang church dapat, sabi niya, nakakapag-akit ng mga excellenting artists to give their best contribution to the church. And I was listening there as a born-again pastor and I was saying, oh, this Catholic guy preaches better than many of us. It's a good lesson. Ang buhay ba natin, ang simbahan ba natin nakaka-attract ng excellent people? Or takot ang mga excellent people na maging, kasa, maging kabahagi ng ating church dahil ang pastor lang ang bida. Ang pastor lang ang pinapakinggan at walang boses ang mga ordinaryong worshipers. Do we bring out the best in people? And then Pagsi said, okay, last observation. Sabi ng isa, Sir Pagsi, napasok yung crucifix. Sabi niyo si Napoleon Abueva ang gumawa pero tingnan nyo, kala ko national artist pero parang hindi proportionate ang ang haba ng kamay, ng braso, sa katawan. Pag binaba mo yung kamay ni Kristo, andito na siya sa may paa. 
Di ba? Parang hindi proportional. Masyado mahaba yung ang kamay. Sabi ni Pagsi, oh, first time kong marinig yung feedback na yan. But here is my process to that. The width of your love determines the depth of your life. Meron daw lumapit kay Kristo, itong kwento niya. May lumapit daw kay Jesus. At tinanong si Jesus, Jesus, gaano mo ako kamahal? And the Lord extended His arm and He said, ganito, this much. And He started telling us about leadership lesson about loving your people. Na maraming tao maaakit sa yung leadership kung alam nila napakalawak ng pagtanggap mo sa kanya at napakalaki ng puso mo para sa kanya. So, evaluation tayo. Maybe you can take a picture of this right now. Uh, Self-evaluation. The five characteristics of a leader from the book of Judges. Number one, they perceive a need. Where are you in this? In a scale of one to ten. One being the lowest, ten being the highest. Napiperceive mo ba ang pangangailangan ng church? Are you responding to that need? Napansin mo, for example, sa church, medyo sintunado yung aming present worship. Music teacher ako. Sige, tuturuan ko sila mag-vocalize or mag-blending. How do you perceive the need? In a scale of 1 to 10, where are you? Ina-acknowledge mo ba ang gift na meron ka? Are you passionate sa ginagawa mo? Are you able to persuade the people of God as the leader? John Maxwell would say, a leader without no one following him is not leading but just is taking a walk. Pag walang sumusunod sa'yo, hindi leader yun. Ang leader that means may sumusunod sa'yo. Kung naglalakad ka pero walang sumusunod sa'yo, namamasyal ka lang, hindi ka naglilid. Do you persuade the people? Last question. They pursue a purpose. How will you judge yourself right now sa pagiging leader mo sa church? Is it purpose-driven? Have you underscored the real why of your leadership. If we have time later, picturean nyo lang yan. If we have time later, magbe-break out ulit tayo. Okay? Para we can talk to each other about this. But lastly, in the indicatives of growth-oriented leadership is this. Know that leadership is a matter of choice. Ang pagiging leader mo is always a matter of choice. It's one thing, it's the greatest power that you can have as a leader. The gift of a free will na binigay sa atin ng Diyos. For as long as every day you take that responsibility na choice ko mag-grow, choice ko mas maging mabuting leader, choice ko mas maging dalubhasa, sabi ni Pastor Melchor kanina sa aming breakout room, Choice ko yun kung magpapakadalumbhasa ako sa aking pagiging leader. Because a lot of leaders, they're also choosing not to grow anymore. In the cliche of the English language, it, it is called, they are now resting on their laurels. Magaling na ako, marami na akong narinig na sermon, nag-YouTube pa ako, nag-download pa ako ng mga sermon ng mga great preachers, 
ayos na ako rito. And they no longer grow because feeling nila, that's it. That's the highest level that they could ever achieve. When I was in California sometime six years ago, I went to the church of Rick Warren, Saddle Barge in Orange County in California, Southern California. And I was able to shake hands with uh, Rick Warren. And I love his preaching that day. Sabi ni Rick Warren, ang buhay daw ng isang tao, ng isang kristyano, ay parang buhay ng pusoy. Sino sa inyo nagpupusoy? Poker. Di ba sa isang poker, limang baraha? Sabi niya, ang unang apat na baraha ay number one, unang baraha is the card called chemistry. Wala kang kontrol sa kung anong barahang ibibigay sa'yo. Di ba? Kasi sinashuffle yan. Kung anong barahang ibigay sa'yo, wala kang kontrol doon. Ang may control ka lang, paano mo siya lalaroin. Ang unang baraha is the card called chemistry. Ano yung sabihin niyang chemistry? Ikaw ay resulta ng chemistry ng nanay at tatay mo. Nanay mo, tatay mo na in love, nag-asawa, ipinanganak ka. Kaya ang feature mo ngayon, either kamukha mo si nanay, kamukha mo si tatay, or hati na mukha mo si nanay sa kasi tatay. Chemistry. You're, you are a product of your genetic code from your parents. Kaya kung ang nanay at tatay mo ay hindi naman ganun katangkaran, huwag nating asamin na tayo magiging Lebron James sa laki. Okay? Malamang sa malamang, tatangkad ka ng konti dahil meron ka ng burger ngayon, pero hindi ganun katangkad katulad ng mga higanting kilala mo. You're a product of your chemistry. It's a card that you were dealt. Wala kang control doon. Another card sabi na Rick Warren is the card called Connections. Wala, rin, wala ka rin kontrol doon. Hindi mo kontrolado kung saan ka isinilang. Kung saan inabutan ng nanay mo nung mag, uh, nung mag ano na siya, yung humilab ng kanyang chan, doon ka ipinanganak. So kung saan ka ipinanganak na probinsya, malamang yun ang lingwaheng kinamulatan mo. Nabuhay ako sa summer hanggang 16 years old. Nakarating ako ng Maynila nung mag-college na ako sa UP. Hindi ako marunong magtagalog insecure, bisayang-bisaya, sobrang kapal ng accent, pinagtatawanan ako ng aking mga classmates sa UP. Why? Because all of my life, samar ang connection ko. Nothing on the outside. It was a card that was dealt me. Wala akong magagawa doon. Another card, sabi na Rick Warren, is a card called circumstances. Yung mga pangyayari sa buhay mo. Nangyayari na ang mga nangyayari sa buhay mo. Inapi ka, minahal ka, namulest ka, uh, in honor ka, whatever is positive or negative, there were circumstances in your life as a person and as a leader na ibinigay sa'yo. Wala ka nang magagawa. It's a card that you were dealt. Kaya one of the ministries of Lighthouse is we, we go to Haven and Marilac. Kami na na Sister Blenda. We visit that DSWD compound here in Alabang. These are compounds of DSWD that house anywhere from 3 years old na bata hanggang 21 years old na dalagita. 99% of the cases in Marilac and Haven, wala niya kung ano. Sexually abused. Rape, ginahasa, minolestya. Alam mo kung sino nang molestya? Hindi yung rapist na nasa kadiliman na nagtatago sa talahiban. Hindi po. Ang nang-rape, ang nang-molestya sa kanila, tatay nila, amain nila, tiyuhin nila, lolo nila, kapatid nila, ninong nila. Pinsan nila. 
So mapapansin mo sa mga kabataan doon sa loob ng Marilac at sa Haven, sobrang kanilang galit sa mga kalalakihan. Pag nakakita sila ng lalaki, ang kanilang imagery ng lalaki ay kampon ni Satanas. And so, karamihan na nagpupunta doon ay ang mga lady leaders ng Lighthouse to teach these children how to overcome their circumstances and learn to forgive. And then you have this thing called consciousness, yung kamulatan. Kung ang pamilyang sinilangan mo ay hindi naman mga edukado yung mga magang mo, malamang walang mga aklat sa bahay mo, malamang ang consciousness mo, tong eats ang mga magulang mo araw-araw. Nagmamadyong yung lolo't lola mo sa loob ng bahay. Consciousness mo yun. Ang consciousness ko sa summer ay ang aking lolo ay sabongero. Kaya bata pa lang ako, sasama ako sa loob ng sabungan. Consciousness ko yun. Buti na lang, meron akong tatay na educator na nag-invest in psychology na bawi ang influensya ng sugal sa buhay ko. Consciousness. Pero sabi ni Rick Warren, sa isang pusoy, meron pang panglimang card. At kung paano malalaroin yung panglimang card na yun, ay magdedetermine kung anong kalalabasan ng apat pang baraha sa buhay mo. I have a movie to make you watch, but I don't have time right now. I'll, I'll make you watch this next time. That, that fifth card is called choice. Meron kang choice. For example, chemistry. Okay? Chemistry. Ang tatay ko po, si Dr. So Professor Julio Baldo, namatay because of stroke. Ang lolo ko sa nanay side, namatay dahil sa stroke. So what does my chemistry tell me? Dr. Jaja, our doctor would tell would tell me, Pastor, you are predisposed to high blood pressure. It's in my blood. And it shows. Pag nagpag-blood chem po ako, high triglyceride, high cholesterol. It's in my blood. But I refuse to accept na ako'y may stroke. In Jesus' name. How? I make the right choices now. I exercise. I take that phenofibrate para pampababa ng triglyceride. I exercise regularly. I eat right. I have a choice. Connections. Lumagay ako sa summer. Pero pagdating ko sa Maynila, I chose to connect with other people. Kaya siguro ako nag-fraternity. Kaya siguro ako naging Rotarian. Kaya siguro ako sumali sa Lions Club, sa Jaycees, to have as many more connections. Nung mag-lighthouse ako, I chose to be a disciple. So I connected with all the other pastors. I integrated into the community. Circumstances. Marami nang nangyari sa buhay ko na hindi ka nais-nais. But I chose to forgive. I chose to forget. I chose to move on. Consciousness. Dati hirap na hirap ako mag-Tagalog. Hanggang ngayon naman, di ba? Bisaya pa rin ang dating. But I chose that I could be better in all of this. I could study. I could be... Coached. So what's my point, my friend? One of our greatest gifts as a leader is the gift of choice. So here's how my... Tapos na tayo dun sa inspiration. Tapos na tayo sa indicatives. Third is the impact of growth-oriented leadership. Ngayon ko lang mailalatag ang aking framework na gagamitin ko for the next three more sessions. I call this the impact of growth-oriented leadership. And I could think of a pyramid like this because a pyramid is a structure of stability. Okay? 
Katulad ng isang pyramid, meron pong mga cornerstones. Ang isang cornerstone ng isang growth-oriented leadership is competence. Na bilang mga pastor, bilang mga leader ng ating mga churches, maniniwala tayo at sisikapin natin, lalo tayong gagaling sa paglipas ng panahon. We'll talk about that. Competence. Pero pangalawa, kailangan natin ng connection. Na matututo tayo how to connect with people. Part of spiritual leadership is to be able to persuade and influence other people. Because leadership is influencing other people. No more, no less. So kung hindi ka nakaka-influensya ng ibang tao, you are hardly a leader. So how is it to grow in connection? We'll talk about it. But just like any pyramid, there's what this thing called capstone. And the capstone is character. Magaling ka nga, pero kung hindi ka naman in my integrity, masisira ang competence mo, sabi ni sabi ni uh, who's this uh, leader kanina? The one that said Warren Buffett. Your competence and your connection will kill you if you don't have integrity. So tatlong Corners ng isang leaders, ng isang leaders, connection and character. At katulad ng isang pyramid, merong building blocks. Merong mga sementong buo-buo sa isang structure. And that will be my framework for the next three more sessions. And my framework will be I-M-P-A-C-T. In other words, impact. So tapos tayo sa indicatives of the inspiration is growth leadership, growth-oriented leadership. The indicatives are yung pinag-usapan nating apat na points. But for the next three more sessions, we'll talk about the impact of growth-oriented leadership. Okay? So I'll give you again the handouts to this after this session. I-M-P-A-C-T. Ngayong araw, sikapin natin na matapos natin yung letter I at yung letter M. Para next session, we'll talk about P and A. And then second to the last, we'll talk about C. And then in our last session, probably we'll talk about T. So let's see what we can do in the next 25 more minutes. Ready? Okay. So, building block number one. Kung gusto natin magkaroon ng impact ang ating leadership sa buhay ng tao, number one, it starts with yourself. Letter I stands for identify your shape. Identify your shape. Kung kayo po ay taga Lighthouse, malamang sa malamang, napagdaanan nyo na yung seminar natin called Shape. I'll discuss that in a short while. Ano yung sabihin ng shape? But here is our wisdom key. Na ang kalakasan natin bilang isang leader, nagmas at confidence na tayo ay nilalang ng Diyos bilang maganda, may dignidad, merong honor na creation, and we are definitely unique as a person. Let me start with that. Genesis chapter 1 says, Genesis chapter 2 would say that after created the heavens and the earth, from day 1 to day 5, on day 6, the Lord said, let us create man in our own image. That's the starting point for me of the big narrative of the Bible. Nung nilikha ng Diyos ang tao, nilikha niya tayo as the apex of His creativity. 
as beautiful as and impressive as the Pleiades is, as the Milky Way is, as intricate as it should be, the lions and the cobra and all of these animals, and as beautiful as the plants are, it is only upon us humans that the Lord says, I have created you after my own image. It is only upon Adam that he breathed the ruah, the numa, the breath of life. Ang tinutungtungan ng isang leader na merong impact sa buhay ng ibang tao is for you to identify and embrace your uniqueness as a leader. How confidently beautiful and unique you are. But we know and we know that pagdating ng Genesis chapter 3 because of Adam's and Eve's disobedience, this masterpiece was tarnished and the Lord called Israel to be his apple of the eye and he covenanted with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the depravity of humankind continued to slide down and then Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God, was sent so that again, Colossians, no, Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good works that Christ has prepared in advance for us to do. Kaya bumalik, kaya ipinadala ng Diyos ang kanyang nag-iisang bugtong na anak para kung anuman ang sinira ng jablo, yung obra maestra na binigay na nilikha ng Diyos sa Garden of Eden na talagang pilit na binasag at pinutikan at dinungisan ng jablo at ng tao. Pagdating ni Kristo, redemption, justification, salvation, all of the theology that you started from Pastor Albert. Because the Lord is restoring unto Himself the masterpiece of the man that He has created in His own image. Therefore, ang ating, ang ating tinutungtungan bilang mga leaders, mga kapatid, is for us to identify our uniqueness as the masterpiece of the Lord. Ano yung sabi ng shape? Letter S, that we identify our strengths as a people. Or in another words, that we identify our spiritual giftedness. Saan tayo malakas? Ano yung mga bagay na alam mong tinanggap mo kay Lord nung ikaw ay naborn again? Wala kanyan dati, pero ngayong na kay Lord ka na. Alam mong pinalakas ka ni Lord sa area na yun. That's letter S. Letter H, nasaan ba ngayon ang heart mo? Saan ang passion mo? Ano yung iniiyakan mo pag nakikita mong nangyayari sa buong mundo? That's heart. A. Ano yung abilities mo bilang isang tao? Dahil yan ay kasali sa package mo bilang isang nilalang ng Diyos. Letter P. Ano yung personality mo? Ikaw ba ay extrovert? Ikaw ba ay introvert? Alam niyo po, nung isinilang ka sa mundong ito, laking tuwa ng magulang mo. Pero... Nandun na ang iyong personality. Bata ka pa lang, alam mo na, introverted ka or extroverted ka. I am an extrovert. If Rose is more of an introvert. Our children, Luke and Rafa, are introverts. Caleb is extroverted. Pare-pareho lang naman ang pinapakain namin sa mga anak namin. Pare-pareho lang naman ang aircon na nilalanghap nila dito sa bahay. Pero ang personalities nila magkakaiba. 
Totoo po yan, dahil may kanya-kanya ng shape ang tao. Yakapin mo yun, huwag mong tatakasan yun. Dahil unique ka nung nilikha ka ng Diyos. And letter E is experiences. Ano yung, ano yung mga pinagdaanan mo sa buhay na humubog sa kung sino ka man ngayon? Because let me promise you, my friend, yung mga bagay na yun ay kalooban ng Diyos. To shape you into the unique person that God has always intended you to be. So, unang tungtungan ng isang pagiging spiritual leader, huwag mong tatakasan kung sino ka at huwag kang magpe-pretend sa isang pagkatao na hindi naman ikaw. Dahil gagamitin ka ng Diyos sa uniqueness na meron ka bilang isang tao. One, one movie that I really greatly enjoyed is The Greatest Showman, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, Hugh, huh? was, was the name of the pastor? Hugh Jackman, and there was this character here, you know, that girl na meron siyang balalang and she belted out the song, This Is Me. And the shepherd's words, wanna cut me down, I'm gonna send a flood, gonna drown. I am brave, I am, I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, everybody now. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> look out because here I come and I'm marching on to beat the drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. Let me share you a story and then probably we'll have, we'll have our, last, our last break. I'm fine. I have my manager Jonas, my manager Jay. I'm the third middle child. I have my brother Jib and my only sister Julia. Did you know that I was always, when I was young, I was a very insecure person. Why? Because my siblings, my four siblings, were very gifted child. mga bona kid mga kaibigan. Nung mag nung maghagi si Lord ng mga giftedness. Yung apat kong kapatid, lahat nasa harapan. Natanggap nila yung mga biyaya ng Diyos. At feeling ko, ako lang ang walang giftedness. Let me share with you an example. Um, when my money, Jonas, was only... Ang binabasa niya, encyclopedia na. Hindi siya dumaan doon sa mga kindergarten na mga, na mga Jack and Jill went up the hill. No? Three years old, encyclopedia ang tinitira. Four years old, nakakagawa na ng sariling comics na merong narrative illustration. He was like the star of the town. Si Jonas Baldo, the eldest of Professor Julio and Professor L.B. Baldo. Yung pangalawa kong kapatid, si Jay, four years old pa lang, nagre-recite na ng mga poems. Four years old pa lang, mathematics genius na. No wonder... Si Jonas at si Jay, Manoy sa kasi Manong, civil engineer, mechanical engineer. UP Diliman. Yung aking bunso, lalaki, four years old, nagbabasa na. Four years old, nag-o-orate at nag-de-declaim na. Yung aking sister, kaisa-isaan, the genius of the family. Very much an achiever. Siya ang PhD sa aming magkakapatid. Ako yung gitna. Alam niyo po ba kung kailan ako natutong magbasa? Nine years old. Mag-grade 3 na ako, hindi pa ako marunong magbasa. 
Nagpapamisa na ang aking nanay sa lahat ng mga katolikong simbahan sa buong Samar. Dalakala niya, sinapian ako ng masamang diablo dahil hindi ako matututo magbasa. Totoo po yan. Mag-grade 5 na po ako, ang sapatos ko bumabaligtad pa rin, yung kaliwa sa kanan. Ina-arrange ng tatay ko yung aking sapatos. Ilaka, ito yung kanan, ito yung kaliwa. Pagsuot ko, nakabaligtad pa rin. Anong tawag niyan kapatid? Autistic? I was, not, I was like that. So I, I grew up very, very much insecure as a person. Parang feeling ko, ako yata yung latak sa aking, sa aming magkakapatid. So sabi ng nanay ko, sa aming magkakapatid, ako raw ang pinakatahimik. Yung aking tat-apat na kapatid, takbo ng takbo sa bahay, ako raw, iwanan niya sa sulok, hindi na ako gumagalaw because I was the most quiet one. And now I can see because, and dyslexic ang tawag na doon, yung hindi natututong magbasa. Uh, dahil ako raw yung pinaka-bobo sa pamilya. Until when I was in grade 3, my English teacher, teacher Linda Cinco, called me and she said, punta ka sa bahay, tuturoan kitang mag-declaim. Sabi ko, teacher, di pa ako marunong magbasa. Sabi niya, okay lang. Ipapamemorize ko lang sa'yo. Sa dinami namin ng mga kabataan doon sa summer, ako yung napansin ng teacher ko. Tinuruan niya akong mag-declaim, mag-declaim at mag-orate, mag-orate. Paano tumayo sa harap ng tao? And it was my teacher Cinco that brought me to my first declamation contest, talo. To my second declamation contest, talo. To my third declamation contest, panalo. To my fourth, to my fifth, to my sixth. It was my teacher Cinco that would always push me, push me, push me. I realized, hindi naman pala ako zero kay Lord. Kasi ang mga kapatid ko, magaling mag-drawing, magaling sa math, magaling magbasa. Pero sa mga kapatid ko, karamihan sa kanila, except my sister, yung apat na lalaki, mahiyain magsalita. Yung tatlong lalaki, mahiyain magsalita. So I realized that's where my giftedness is. The gift of gab. The gift of eloquence. So much so, na nung high school ako, sumali kami sa isang university-wide oration contest. Dumating na ang gabi ng, ng oration contest. In-announce ng MC, sabi, tatlo lamang po ang nag-apply. Si Jonas Baldo, si Jay Baldo, saka si Jojo Baldo. Kaming tatlong magkakapatid lang. Hindi namin alam yun, kaming tatlo lang magkocompete. So my brother declaimed, my other brother declaimed, I, I delivered my declamation piece, and at the end of the night, I won the championship. And I realized, hindi man ako kasing talino at kasing galing ng aking mga kapatid. Pero hindi naman ako kinalimutan ng Diyos. Meron akong isang bagay kung saan binigyan niya ako ng giftedness. Pastor Albert would say, when it comes to giftedness, no one has all. So hindi pwede yung sana all. Sana all, sa'yo na ang giftedness. Di ikaw na, perfect ka na. Pag perfect ka na, kukunin ka na ni Lord. Right? Sa giftedness, no one has all, but take note, no one has none. Kahit isa meron ka. So today, my brothers are all academic achievers. I also have my own academic achievement, but I'm not as intelligent as my brothers. Compared to my two engineer brothers, compared to my DevCom and MassCom siblings, I am nothing compared to them. But I became the preacher of the family. I became the speaker of the family. I became the consultant 
amongst our siblings because I'm the one talking to presidents of companies. Isa lang pong giftedness ko, I think, isa lang. And that is the gift to communicate. And yet, kahit isa lang ang giftedness mo, kapatid, yakapin mo yun, celebrate mo yun. Gagamitin ka ni Lord sa maraming paraan. Amen? So, do not be insecure dahil hindi ka kasing galing ng kapatid mo. Do not be insecure dahil hindi ka kasing talino ng, ng isang pastor, hindi ka kasing style ng isang pastor. In the ministry, walang puwang sa insecurities. Sa, isang, sa ministry, walang puwang sa comparison na palagi mong kailangan siguro kasing galing ako mag-ingles ni Sam Sade. Isa lang yun si Sam Sade. Kaya ang tawag natin dyan, rabay. Right? Pastor Albert, giftedness niya ang teaching. So, idol yan pagdating sa preaching. You don't have to be insecure about it. Celebrate that. Gamitin mo yun. Pastor Leo has always been a military man, leadership, strong in leadership. Thank God for that kind of leader. And I cannot be like that because I've never been in the military. But I can be a unique person. And for as long as I stand in that uniqueness, then I know God has something also special and unique for me. Spiritual leadership calls for that sense of deep security, mga kapatid. You are a person. You are a special, unique person. And God celebrates you. Otherwise, you'll spend the rest of your ministry life always being under the shadow of great anointed leaders. Always feel will never measure up like them. When I became the senior pastor of the church, I told Pastor Albert, Pastor Albert, shoes are rather too large to fill. And Pastor Albert said, you don't have to wear my shoes. Wear your own shoes. You, have, you don't have to fill somebody else's shoes. Just walk in your own shoes. And I say amen to that. So here's our last five minutes lang. Hanap kayo ng, uh, ng cashier, okay? And probably dito tayo magtatapos dahil wala na tayong oras. Five minutes lang and then we will pray. Kapatid, uh, dalawahan lang, one-on-one. -on -one. What abilities or natural strength or talents have you always been complemented with? It's a good indication na merong ibinigay sa'yo si Lord. Ano yung abilidad, kalakasan, or talento na mula pagkabata mo, marami na nagsabing, alam mo, normal, natural na natural ka sa bagay nito. Like Pastor Leo, singer talaga yan. Kaya pag meron akong pakakantayin sa church, hindi na ako nag-a-attempt kumanta kasi nandiyan naman si Pastor Leo. May mga tao na sa kalang mga kamay, nakakagawa sila ng kaunong mga projects. What is it that you've always been good at? That's an indication that you are a unique person. So, I want you to look for one or two, uh, what do you call this? Breakout roommate. Simulan nyo ang sharing news statement na, hindi naman sa pagmamayabang. Yun, yun ang simula mo ha? Ganun. Pagdating mo sa breakout room, sabi mo, kapatid, hindi naman sa pagmamayabang, pero nagpapasalamat ako kay Lord na musically talented talaga ako eh. Nakakagawa ko ng mga kanta, nakakagawa ko ng mga compositions at hindi mahirap sa akin yun. Hindi naman sa pagmamayabang. Pwede mo sabihin, hindi naman sa pagmamayabang pero bigyan mo ko ng kusina at saka knife, gagawang kita ng isang napakagandang pag at napakasarap na pagkain. Hindi naman sa pagmamayabang 
talent ko talagang pagluluto. Okay. Go, Pastor Leo. And then after 5-10 minutes, we'll come back and we will close in 